Today's guest is Michelle Keller, a wonderful Catholic educator who serves in the global Mary's Meals program to help poor students go from hunger to hope. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Lisa Maladnik, and today I'm talking with Michelle Keller about her mission to help poor students around the world go from hunger to hope. Michelle Keller is the U.S. Regional Coordinator for the international school-feeding charity, Mary's Meals. A former educator, Michelle now works with Mary's Meals to raise awareness, support events, and opportunities, and travels regionally to promote the Hunger to Hope school lessons to students, educators, and schools. Mary's Meals feeds more than 2.4 million children in 18 countries every school day to enable the education that can help break the cycle of poverty. Its work is rooted in prayer and supported worldwide and by several countries such as the U.S., Canada, United Kingdom, Spain, and Germany. You can find out much more at marysmealsusa.org. My goodness, it's been a long time coming, Michelle. Thanks for your patience, but welcome to the program. It's good to finally meet you. Thank you so much, Lisa. It is an honor to be here. Oh, yeah. And our audience is just absolutely going to be loving on you for, for doing this for children, for helping with education, which is really something we carry so dearly in our hearts, but also that it sounds like it's got something to do with Our Lady. Tell us just in a nutshell about your mission. Thank you so much. I actually heard about Mary's Meals at a Catholic conference in Iowa. I was teaching preschool at my Catholic church, and I just fell in love with our vision that every child should receive food at school. And if we have more than we need, we share it with those who lack even the most basic things. So I started out my mission with bringing it into my classroom community and then to our preschool community. And it grew from there into this passion about speaking about Mary's Meals, which now has become part of my job. And it's so beautiful because I just really want to help expand and grow our program. We want there to be no childhood hunger. And so anything I can do to help share our message that food plus school equals hope and just get it out to as many people as possible so we can keep spreading and growing as a community. And uh, that's really my mission to just grow Mary's meal. So just to be clear, Mary's Meals was in existence and you started connecting with it and now you're part of the organization. Yes. So Mary's Meals began in 2002 and uh, I learned about it in 2014. And so I, ever since then, I have been speaking and raising awareness and funds and I was a volunteer for many years and I have begun work uh, two years ago uh, for 
Mary's Mills part-time as a regional coordinator. Wow, that's exciting. I love the way Our Lady and the Holy Spirit will just sometimes touch something off that then becomes a part of our personal mission. It's like, I, I think of it as oh, this her lifting the veil or the Holy Spirit lifting the veil, that in some way in your heart, you were already walking alongside this place of love for students and for education and for wanting to lift others up. And then at a certain point, you know, this veil lifts and you're able to connect in a, in a more specific way. Um, and, and so a big part of what Mary's Meals does then is to use teaching and lessons. Can you just tell us more about what are the nuts and bolts that Mary's Meals does? So Mary's Meals actually began um, as a relief as an aid to people in need. Uh, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, he is the founder. He's from Scotland. And they actually, him and his family went to Medjugorje and they prayed and they felt called to do more. They brought back to their home this sense of prayer and faith and they built a retreat center there, which is still run there in their home. And then it turned into this call to action, as often our faith does. It calls us to action. They wanted to help those most in need. So they started out with the Bosnian War in 1992 of providing aid to people, and it grew into this international relief organization. And then in 2002, Magnus, while providing famine relief in Malawi, Africa, met a family and this mother had her six children with her, and the father had died already, and she was dying of AIDS. And she just was praying that someone would take care of her children. And he spoke with Edward, her oldest son, and asked, what is it that you dream of? And Edward said, I just want to have enough food to eat and to go to school one day. And that became the inspiration for Mary's Meals. So in 2002, it started out with 200 children being fed at school in Malawi to today of over 2.4 million children in 18 countries. And for so little, it's just this beautiful gift of prayer. They call it a fruit of Medjugorje. And I was just there experiencing that peace, that love, that faith. And I completely get it how it all became because Mary was really working within his heart, within our hearts and every single person he needs. So yeah, it just grows and grows. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so thrilling. Um, and so just to clarify for our audience, you literally just got back from Medjugorje. So <laughs> this all began, this part of this family ministry began in Medjugorje, and now you've just been there with Our Lady as well. And and yeah. note, note to audience who are listening on a podcast app, Michelle is glowing. <laughs> no question about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely that time in prayer, it helps connect us to the passion God puts in our heart to do our mission, you know, and as you said, we my a big part of my mission is bringing Mary's Meals to schools, and as a teacher, I just really connect with Mary's Meals. I want our students to connect with these other students around the world who are in desperate need, and we often, our children, especially when I worked with preschoolers most of my life, and, you know, we can be very egocentric at that age. So it's all about our world and how do we show a broader world, but to paint this picture of stories of children who are just like them, but who are struggling because they do not have what we do. And then what can we do to take action? 
Yeah, yeah. And I would love to um, have a way for people to, you know, I know they can get in touch with marysmealsusa.org, but I'm also wondering how they could learn more about how you do help young children to step into that place of it's our world. Would you talk a little bit more about the kinds of lessons that you bring to schools and what are, what are the goals that you have in mind as you teach them? Sure. First of all, I, I love presenting to students and to teachers and to sharing how easy it is for us to help our global neighbor as well as our local neighbor. On our website, we have lesson plans that we created knowing that there are teachers around the world who think the very same thing, whether that's at homeschooling or public or private. We want to reach our students all the same. We want to help our children grow in their compassion for others. So um, we are the body of Christ, and here we are together, you know, sharing in the message. So we have short videos that they can watch to learn about Mary's meals, as well as about a few of the students. Uh, that have had meals and now what they are doing with their life. We have discussion questions to get deeper, to really connect our world to their world, as well as activities. So we have in-class activities and things to do at home. Um, some of the things I love are just even having discussion as a family, as a community, as a school about, you know, it's $25.20 that will feed a child for an entire school year through Mary's Meals. Yeah. And it's such... Yes, it's very reasonable. And if we connect it to what we're eating, and even within our own realm, what did we buy that was $25.20 recently? And if we've given something up, how much more would that money go? Like how much farther would it go through Mary's Meals? Or what can we do to help raise just a little bit that one child that's going to be receiving a move? food at school every day for an entire school year. That is the world to them. It's life changing. So, you know, connecting our home with what we spend our resources on and um, our world around us and how much this could mean to someone else is a big part of what we do in our lessons. Mm. Boy, when you hear about how far our American dollars, even in our times, can go to help others, you think about the, the little things children can do to contribute to that, whether it's an allowance or a little something, a little bit of the money they got for Christmas or something like that, if they can contribute to the family. A lot of homeschooling families are like that, where they, they harness the, the natural and very beautiful compassion of young people to help them to be involved in their communities and in charitable work. Um, love that the kids themselves, because it's such a small barrier to entry, right? It's just a small goal to do that 25 a month. You can, could even join together with other families if budgets are super tight. That's certainly the case for a lot of families on one income with lots of kids. Um, might be a way for us to become sponsors of this beautiful work of Our Lady out in the world. Um, and speaking yeah. of sponsors, we are just going to take a super short sponsor break, and we will be right back with Michelle Keller and her beautiful mission of Mary's Meals around the world. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. 
All right. We're back with Michelle Keller and Mary's Meals. This is so touching. I mean, it really is just moving my heart hearing you. And I don't know why, but just the simplicity of it, you know, just that it's answering that, that this man in a very coachy way, because I'm a coach professionally, asked the question, like, what do you dream of? That kind of a question that ignites the imagination of a child. But a child who's experiencing extreme deprivation and could have just been locked down in fear, and yet he had a dream that this man elicited from him. So, um, love to know how things turned out for that family. What kinds of outcomes are you seeing as God moves into this space with you and blesses the work that you do? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, Edward was the boy Magnus spoke with, and he could not get to school by the time all of this came about, but his children now are. They're going to school served by Mary's Meals, and we are seeing beautiful blessings from Veronica. She was one of the first students that attended a Mary's Meals school. She was an orphan, went to bed hungry. And, you know, when you go to school on an empty stomach, you're not going to be able to focus. Yet we know, especially as educators, how important education is to achieve our dreams and goals. When Veronica started attending a school serving Mary's Meals, she was able to focus, get good grades. She was the first female in her family to attend secondary school and graduate from college. And um, she now has a job within her community. And we're seeing this throughout the Mary's Meals world. And here, just me getting to do this, I I get to share and be this part of a wonderful organization that is doing amazing things, thanks be to God, and that our students themselves take control. They say, I want to do more. Someone who is three years old can say, I have changed. I want to share this with these children because they need it more than I do. I had students that um, live within a neighborhood that all decided this year to have a little lemonade stand, and they raised enough money to feed several children at school for an entire year. And it was so special to them. It helps our hearts grow in love. It helps these other, you know, children grow in their dreams and goals and the privilege of a dream of a future. That's a privilege for us to dream about this future. So for us to get to share in that is beautiful. And so that's a a big part of what I've seen, but also just the growth of the movement. To think in 2002, there were 200 children And now there are over 2.4 million children. It's beautiful. But, you know, we know where our work isn't done. So that's why we keep going because it's so easy. So uh, the Lord just drew this to my mind. I was looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 9, where St. Paul is soliciting donations for the, the poor and the struggling in the various churches. And he's counting on their generosity and he knows he can count on them. And he says, because for those who sow sparingly, they reap sparingly, but those who sow generously uh, reap in abundance, and that God will always provide for those people, and then also in surplus so they continue to do good. And so we see God's blessing, His hand on that multiplication, right? Like He did with the loaves, like He does with Mary's meals from <laughs> 200 to over 2 million. My goodness. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Yeah. So what have you seen? You you kind of alluded to this a little bit too. What do you see for yourself and for other people who really get 
ignited to the reality of the other person across the world or in poverty in their own community. What happens to us when we make that connection and we start to become the hands and the, the, the love of God in that community? It's exactly how I feel that people become the hands and heart of Jesus. Like we are one body. We come together. You can't help but feel connected to faith, to each other. You feel that love. You know, these people that I met, the teachers, the volunteers in Malawi, I was so blessed to get to go and meet some of them. And they always said to me, why do you do this? You know, they don't have enough to share like that from across the world. And they are strangers. Why would we want to give to them? And I'm able to say that, you know, Jesus said to us, did you feed me and clothe me and visit me? And through Mary's meals, we can say yes. And it's so easy. We have enough to share. We want to share with you. And they just ask that we not forget them. You know, I could come back here and live my life and continue on in the path I'm going. But God called my heart. And so I feel so strongly because I know because it happened to me, all of a sudden I'm working for Mary Fields, which is this beautiful gift. And it's not really a job. It's a passion and a love and a privilege. And uh, so I know if I can be called to do this, you could be called as well. Like if you feel that tug of your heart, we need more. We are grassroots. We rely on people's voices, standing up for those who do not feel heard standing up for these children in desperate need. And all it takes is learning more, going to the website, learning more, contacting us, and then bringing it to whatever community you're involved in. You know, it's very easy to just open our mouth and share the message. Mm, Yeah, so good. Would you mind, just because we have a little time, when you think about the different kinds of lessons and activities and things that are available on the website, What are one or two of your favorite things that our families might enjoy bringing into our homeschooling experience? Sure. Um, There's one that we have that we call the bean activity. And in Haiti, they serve beans. And, uh, And so this bean activity, there will be statements on the lesson plan. They have these pages full of statements. And they're all about hopelessness because this is where our children, this is where they start out hopeless statements. But then we take those beans and we change it because when that food gets involved, it changes the story. And these statements suddenly become full of hope. So whereas before it may say a a child goes to work to put food on the table, like we can change it to a child goes and they're not able to attend school, to a child attends school. And, you know, you just think about all of the positive impact food has in our lives. But imagine in this world where these children are struggling, the parents are struggling. And so Mary's Meals comes in and and here we are, this promise of a daily meal, the relief for these parents and families. So I think just even just discussing that, the relief of that, of not having to worry so much, of knowing my child is going to be fed. And then to relate it to our world here, I love to challenge our students. I challenge them to think about if there was a student from Malawi or Haiti or India walking with them, what would they see in their daily life? If you had someone walking with you, a friend your age, and they saw the resources you have, whether that's clothing or food or anything available to you, would they be proud of you? Would they say, wow, look at what they're doing with that? Would they see waste and complaint or gratitude? You know, a lot of times when we talk about 
our food and we talk about these issues that are very challenging. Global hunger, poverty, childhood hunger is a very challenging issue. We can feel guilty, but I really want people to think instead of gratitude. We need to be grateful for what we have. And then what can we do about it? If we're feeling that guilt, what can we do about it? There is something small we can do. So some of our lessons are just involving that discussion, deeper thought, a connection with children around the world. You know, how do we bring it back to us and and take action and make it positive? Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Because we know as Christians, our first mandate is service to the poor, that we're supposed to love one another as as we love ourselves, but as God loves us. And it occurs to me too that having just come home from Medjugorje and this all having begun in Medjugorje, that Our Lady is calling for fasting, at least for healthy adults or older children. A couple of times a week, you know, bread and water, or like I'm gluten free, so I have to make my own, you know, special <laughs> bread. But and I can only do it for part of the day because I'm working a lot of hours and stuff like that. But any little thing like that too. One of the aspects of fasting is number one to think of the Eucharist when we think of eating bread, but also to be in solidarity with the poor, with the hungry of the world as we take that bread, as we deprive ourselves just in a sense of monotony. You're still eating something that is good and wholesome. But you're, but you're in solidarity with the people that you can't see and offering that little sacrifice, which is so spiritually powerful. We just don't know what yes. strongholds and bondages we may be breaking or that Our Lady may be breaking because of these small sacrifices in the midst of our comfortable lives. And then, as you said, it, it can start in that prayerful experience of Our Lady and then get mobilized into action. So we hope that that multiplication is happening in us as well. Yes, and we even have a porridge activity where our students will give up a snack or a breakfast to have porridge, like an oatmeal or cream of wheat. And they could do that for a week and challenge themselves. If I have the same thing every day, like many of our students at the Mary's Mill School, can I do this without complaint? Can I do it to simply nourish my body? I need this nourishment. I want to just have enough to nourish my body and use that in solidarity with our friends. And like you said, fasting is so important as well. And there are many children around the world that they don't fast because they're hungry, but we have the privilege to be able to fast a lot of us. So um, if we use that for good and with our, for our friends, I think that all good things will come from that. Yeah, amen. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but I interviewed Charbel Raish, who's the founder of Perusia Media. It's a global, wonderful global ministry. And But about his children and about teaching them in Lent, and even his very youngest, his toddlers, can fast. Like they can just delay 15 minutes before they have breakfast or something like that, like little teeny tiny incremental places to learn that that self-gift, that what the self-denial, that just giving up of one's own desires for a period of time in an age-appropriate way. So it doesn't have to be nothing but bread and water for 12 hours at every age level or even physical condition. Um, are, what are you seeing in terms of what children can understand and embrace? I love that you already took us there, but uh, anything that children have said or things that you've seen families do? Oh, my goodness. Children... I feel like they connect so closely to other children in need. They want to see their fellow friends, even though they're a global neighbor and may never get to meet them. They want to see them love and live and thrive like they do here. So you often hear children um, saying, I, 
actually, I just had this happen where a student, after hearing our messages of Mary's meals and listening to a presentation, he ate his peas at lunch because <laughs> he did not like <laughs> he didn't like peas, but he did it for our friends in Malawi <laughs> because he did not want to waste. So <laughs> he caught the spirit. He really did. <laughs> Yeah, there's lots of connections kids will naturally make to their own life. <laughs> Pretty adorable, and it's beautiful. Yeah, you just allow them a little space, right? Give them a little space to think as well. Take a moment to breathe and pray and think about it because um, children need that time. We often ask them questions and are ready. We just, as teachers, we're so excited about this question we came up with or this lesson, and we're ready to hear what they think, but they might need a moment to just be, and part of it might be in a prayer reflection time, and then they can make these connections that are so beautiful and brave. Yeah, it made me just suddenly think of a time when I used to teach, you know, in our parish, I was teaching, you know, catechism lessons to kids, and our first graders, we were acting out Bible stories, and so here we are trying to inculcate them with Christian virtues and all this, and even a little theology, and then I would just have them you know, I would tell them as an assignment to go home and and do a picture of their favorite Bible study after we'd done a bunch. And it was amazing how vivid they were. There was a lot of different, you know, styles and capabilities. But the idea that I caught, I'm not a trained educator, but in that environment, I caught it, is that every child is experiencing and processing it, right, from their own unique, unrepeatable soul. And so what you see emerge in these pictures is surprising, like what God speaks into and through their imaginations. And so it's exciting to think that we can let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting, as you said, give them space to think, to, to receive it, yeah. and then to respond. Yes, and it's just a gift to, I love teaching. Teaching is a part of my passion as well, and I still do that in the capacity where I go and share about Mary's meal. But now I get to really see our faith in action within that and everything I do, because our children, they're waiting. They are hungry for more. They are hungry for how do we help those around us? They are hungry for loving my neighbor. And so to actually get to be a part of that, just a small part, it's a gift. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I just got the holy shivers as you were describing their <laughs> desire to help as a hunger, because it takes them from hunger to hope, too, when they see they can make a difference, when they can impact the world, and just know in their hearts that they've put a smile on someone else's face and opened the door of opportunity and abundance of life to someone else. What, a, what an incredible gift to yeah. give the children at both ends. Yeah, I mean, I can't even tell you, like, what a joy in my life. It's it just feels like, you know, it's that spiritual hug. <laughs> it's yeah. just that. And you kind of hope with the meals we share with these children around the world, they may never get to meet us, but that they're kind of getting that little hug and from us from around the world. And so I think our students kind of already feel that way. Like they are connected to them. <laughs> just beautiful. Just beautiful. What would you like to leave us with, Michelle, as we start to wind down our conversation today, which has been just so blessed. Uh, it's been such a joy being with you. But what's on your heart as we start to wrap up? Just a thank you. Thank you to anyone with their open heart, with their prayers, actions, anything you can do to help these people around us in need. I mean, we know we have a lot of local 
needs around us, but it is also easy to reach our global neighbor. And I just appreciate and love each person that I get to encounter. And I hope that you do as well. And by sharing the message of Mary's Meals, we can grow this global movement. We can stop childhood hunger. And I think that it takes all of us together. It's all of our, as Magnus says, our little acts of love to grow and to change the world. And we are doing that just one voice at a time. We're just going to stand up and just speak for those in need and share our love and God's love with all those. And thanks to God uh, for all that he enables us to do and me to do. And thank you for your openness. Mm, Amen. You are so welcome. Thank you for blessing our absolutely beautiful homeschooling community around the world. Um, These families sacrifice so much to do to do the very best they can for their families and to help their families grow up to be holy and engaged. Um, so thank you for this. Thank you for your leadership, for your yes to God. Everybody check out www.marysmealsusa.org and look for those free lesson plans. Look to learn more about how you can help, how your homeschool network might be able to maybe come together and help to bless children at both ends of this beautiful embrace across the miles that holy hug that that Michelle mentioned. Everybody, thanks so much for being with us. God bless you. We're praying for you. Please pray for us too. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you and thank you for joining us.